From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Thanks for inviting me into your home, as always, and, and that's not a privilege I take lightly. I think you know that by now. You know, it, it's a tricky thing. Someone opens their door, their mind, their heart. You come into their living room, their den, maybe their bedroom. And I was, I was raised in a certain way. You get invited to someone's home, you're supposed to bring a gift. Maybe, a, I don't know, a bottle of wine or some baked goods. Uh, but I don't have any of those things for you. Just stories and uncomfortable truths and, and pieces of a puzzle. Uh, and, a, and a promise that if you stay with me for a couple of hours, I'll do my best to try and make sense of it all uh, with you and for you. Because I'm, I'm just like you. I'm scrabbling around in the dark looking for some truth. Just give me some truth, as Mr. Lennon said. And, and speaking of John Lennon, the anniversary of his execution is coming up around again. And lest we forget, my team here at the Conspiracy Show are cobbling together a special program for you in a few weeks. And I think there's a substantial amount of credible evidence that John Lennon was targeted, if not for outright assassination, then certainly for harassment. I mean, we already know he was heavily surveilled and harassed, and we've we've seen the heavily redacted FBI files, and the MI6 had the same program, uh, and they will not release those files or the redacted portions of those files, due to national security reasons. Well, what could that be 34 years later? Uh, anyway, we know these indisputable facts. These are indisputable facts, that there was a program called COINTELPRO, or an acronym for Counterintelligence Program, and that was a series of covert and at times illegal projects conducted by the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation, and they were surveying and infiltrating and discrediting and disrupting Numerous uh, domestic political and uh, then the NSA, they had their own uh, project, Corret, and they targeted the personal communications of leading Americans who criticized the Vietnam War. And you think, well, that was all in the past, right? Uh, and, and, and COINTELPRO was most active, supposedly, uh, between about 1956 and 71. And the FBI, their motivation or their stated Objective was protecting national security, preventing violence, and maintaining the existing social and political order. But how do we know that was all in the past? I think many of us suspect that COINTELPRO is still very much active. In fact, it's perhaps more out in the open than ever before. They're casting their net even wider, infiltrating more groups, ratcheting up their activities. Let's learn more, shall we? Sherry Kane is an investigative journalist, news commentator, psychosocial analyst, political activist, specializing in uncovering media persuasion and manipulation, conspiracy realities, and women's, children's, and animal rights issues. She's the vice president of Medical Veritas Journal and the co-founder of 528revolution.com. She's published works in various newspapers, magazines, websites. Maybe you've seen her on... Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura. She's the co-host of the Insight Hour on bbsradio.com, along with our good friend, Dr. Len Horowitz, who joined us last week on the program. And she's, in fact, currently collaborating with Len on various projects, including Healthy World, uh, Healthy World Organization, the alternative to the corrupt World Health Organization, quote-unquote, healthyworldaffiliates.com, and the 528 Love Revolution, advancing the power of the 528 hertz frequency of love and healing for a musical revolution and spiritual renaissance 
with 528records.com and i528tunes.com. Quite a resume, uh, quite a woman. Sherry Kane, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Thank you so much, Richard. Thank you for having me on. I, uh, I gave kind of a laundry list of some of uh, the you know, counter-intel uh, pros uh, activities, but, but uh, tell us more. What, what else do we need to know about uh, COINTELPRO? <laughs> well, I can tell you personally that Dr. Horowitz, Dr. Horowitz and I are victims of COINTELPRO, and it is alive and well. Uh, we know many people, not just ourselves, that have been targeted, and it's unbelievable how they can come into your life. And if you're not prepared, you might even think that they're your friends at some point. They're people that come into your life to collect data on you just to find out where you're going to be speaking next, what your calendar is going to look like. Uh, we've witnessed so many ways that they wind up infiltrating your life. And some of them right from the very, very get-go come as your enemy. And uh, you see that. You, you don't know where they're coming from. You've never heard of these people. And suddenly they have these huge smear campaigns going on about you. And the first one I think that they tried to do uh, with Dr. Horowitz and myself was uh, they created a phony sex tape, believe it or not. And they like to involve a lot of um, very... Uh, devious ways to discredit you, um, especially sexual-wise. Even if it's not true, they will find something that they can just create and embellish, and and that's what they did. Well, why are they coming after you, uh, Sherry and Len? Maybe we should just back up a a moment and and explain why you would be targeted by COINTELPRO. Well, COINTELPRO will target people that they find that are threats to them or that can change the voices of others. And they started targeting Dr. Horowitz in 2007. Uh, He didn't know that they were targeting him. He just thought it was a group of really jealous guys that had nothing better to do in life than to create these smear campaigns and create lies about him. In 2009, I had met Dr. Horowitz, and we started to collaborate on a lot of projects together. And I think the first question that he asked me was, you know, I am this advocate, uh, you know, against vaccinations. I am one of the leading anti-vaccination activists in the world, and your passion is to expose child sex trafficking and really what's going on with the missing children, and you have a passion just, you know, to help the people on the planet really wake up that way. So how do you think the two of us working together, where does our work match? And I said, you know, at this point I can't tell you because I haven't studied COINTELPRO. I said, but it looks like you are a victim of COINTELPRO because you're being attacked. I've read about it, uh, you know, briefly. But look, you know, you're being attacked and targeted by a group of people you don't know, and it looks pretty organized. I said, do you mind if I research the people that are attacking you? And he said, no, you know, please go right ahead. I wish I had more time to do that. I'd love to do it myself and tell me what you find. So I started to research, and the first couple, I guess the first couple days that I started to research it, I found that there was one guy mainly that was attacking Dr. Horowitz, but he would come as a friend. He would never openly say, hey, you know, and call him names. He would shake his hand at conferences. He would hug him. 
and he was on the same lecture circuit as him, and his name was Ted Gunderson. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. A former FBI field agent. Yeah. And, and yeah. very much involved in a missing child uh, ring that centered around, I believe it was, was it Lincoln, Nebraska? Yes, yes. It centered around Boys Town in Nebraska and centered around a missing paper boy. It was, uh, he also was working with, uh, John DeCamp, the former senator, and he, uh, John DeCamp wrote a book called The Franklin Cover-Up. Right. Anyway, so, and, and then when, the more we researched it, we found it to be the, the double Franklin Cover-Up because it was just really, uh, a diversion from what was actually happening. It was just not one boy that went missing. There were many, many, many children, especially boys, that actually were targeted and that went missing. And, uh, but Gunderson and, was hailed as a bit of a hero. He was seen as someone who was a whistleblower. Uh, and you're telling us now, and he's no longer here to defend himself, obviously. You're telling no, him that he's... No, but he, but he was here long enough to see that he was exposed. And believe me, I'd never heard of him before I came across his name. I was never in the truth movement circuit. I was, uh, I was never in the... I didn't even know. I mean, I knew that 9-11... Early on, as soon as I saw it, I said, there's something wrong here. I know George Bush has to be involved in this. I was always one of those people. But I never really went into this conspiracy realm and realized that there was a group of people that called themselves patriots and they were part of this truth movement. I had no idea about these kind of things. And the people that were, in fact, the leaders and heroes of the truth movement, including Ted Gunderson himself, were most of the people that were involved in counterintelligence. And I thought, well, why would that be? They're coming out and they're acting like they're heroes and they're pretending to protect we the people, but on one side, but on the other side, they're doing horrible things to people. And I went to research Ted Gunderson and I had found out that he was involved in a lot of bad things. Um, they were people that had said that he made deals um, with the Iran contraband uh, situation. There was people that said he had dealings with Promise Software. I went further and further into it, and the more I delved into it, it was like an octopus. But, but to Dr. Horowitz, when I told him this, he could not believe it. He said, there's no way. He's a nice man. He's really always been nice to me. And I said, okay, I want you to look and research all the things that you've been attacked with. I want you to look at all the emails that you were attacked on. And I want you to see that his name's always on there. His email's always on there. And I want you to look at all the people that are attacking him. And the main guy, his name was Truat the main guy that was attacking Dr. Horowitz. So you would never know that Ted Gunderson was involved with him unless you started to research it. And then there was another website called educate-yourself.org. That is the main leading culprit in all of it that would promote uh, Ted Gunderson and attack Dr. Horowitz and then continuously promote this propaganda. And what they started with was they put Dr. Horowitz on a fake Knights of Malta list. They put him on yes, I'm glad. I'm so glad you mentioned that. We're coming up on a break, Sherry. I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I know uh, that for many, uh, for many in this arena, if you will, uh, anyone who is uh, perceived to have some connection uh, uh, to, well, let's, I'm just going to say it. You know, the Jesuit orders, uh, and and I, I'm not talking. I'm not. Here, we're not here to malign uh, the Catholics. It's a beautiful religion, but there are, you know, in in most organizations, there are 
hidden levels and, and so forth. We're talking about a group within a group, etc. Um, and, and, and yes, that was that has been brought up to me by close associates of mine. I heard that the, uh, that Len accepted, uh, you know, uh, an, an order within the, the, the Jesuits, and they're behind this, and they're behind that. Uh, listen, l- let's uh, let's delve into that when we come back. Sure. Uh, Sherry Kane is with us, investigative journalist, news commentator, and uh, we are talking about COINTELPRO and how she and her associate, Dr. Len Horowitz, have been targeted by COINTELPRO. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. The world is being pulled over your eyes. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. To reach Richard, call 416-360-0740. We're back with Sherry Kane, investigative journalist. Uh, and uh, you, as, I, as you mentioned, uh, you uh, connected with Dr. Len Horowitz about seven years ago. And um, you're, you're working together on a number of projects. Dr. Len Horowitz was on this program last week talking about uh, Ebola. And we dialed back to his uh, book from about uh, 20 years ago, uh, Emerging Viruses, in which he posited uh, the idea at that time that, that Ebola had been weaponized. And uh, uh, anyway, so so here we are now, Sherry, and we're talking about COINTELPRO and how the two of you, uh, first of all, Len being targeted by COINTELPRO, this program to discredit him. And you mentioned that he had been... Uh, placed on this list of, uh, in, in which it indicated he was given this, uh, order, uh, of, is it St. Joseph's of Malta? Uh, it's actually an, a Knights Hospitaller of St. John of Jerusalem. St. John of Jerusalem. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and they actually, uh, chose him and a bunch of other well-known, uh, people that were in the natural health field, men and women both, and they had asked them if they wanted to be part of this organization where you are hanging out with people that are all part of natural medicine. So it had nothing to do with Knights of Malta. There was no, I mean, the people that are all um, part of that organization are all like really, really good people that are against uh, you know, the powers that be and the way they push medicine and pharmaceutical companies. So they all were similar to the way we think in regards to that. Uh, what they did then, the COINTELPRO was, they took that and they said he was a Knight of Malta. And, you know, the, the organization was an independent organization started by uh, Prince Michael of Russia. And it had nothing to do with the Knights of Malta. As a matter of fact, there was a big feud. The people that were, I guess, part of the Knights of Malta did not like this organization at all because they didn't want any kind of confusion that they were, you know, connected or there was any kind of connection, and there wasn't. So there was a feud going on with uh, those and, and the Knights of Malta, but he was never part of a Knights of Malta. And I'm not sure, but it seemed to me that most of these Knights of Malta are men. Uh, there seems to be a lot of sexism going on with that anyway. I'm not sure. But uh, Dr. Horowitz belonged uh, to a group of, with men and women, and they're all, like, humanitarian. So what they did was they fabricated this, and they put him on a list under, like, uh, J. Edgar Hoover was on the list, and um, George W. Bush. So yeah. connecting Len with yeah, FBI Director Hoover. And, list. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they they connected him with these really deviant, very wealthy, powerful people and put him on that list. They fabricated it. 
and the guy that fabricated it, his name was Greg Zemanski. He was another piece of the COINTELPRO puzzle. He had a, an alternative blog, pretended to be a truce movement. Well, I have to throw it. You'll understand why I need to do this. I'm going to say, you know, allegedly, because I don't know. I, and I can't, you know, I have to, you understand, yeah. allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. I'm not sure we're matching that one up. <laughs> Greg Zemanski. Oh, no. Well, yeah, I know. You can say allegedly, and I can tell you that I have all the evidence to prove that he wrote it. So, yes, uh, we, we document every single thing, every single thing that comes out. And he wrote it under an alias of the name of Eric Samuelson, J.D. And, and through all the research I did, I found it was uh, indeed Mr. Greg Zemanski that had actually written okay. that. Okay. Let me, let me just say this, because, you know, um, you know, you've put the names out there, and I've I've said this is alleged, but I I don't, for the purposes of this program, um, I mean, I don't think the names are as important as the process and what is going on, right, uh, right. with with Pro. Sure, sure. So if we could if we could talk about, uh, you know, why why are they so concerned about Dr. Horowitz and and you? I mean. Uh, you know, you're both living on on this beautiful island in Hawaii. You're talking about, uh, the, you know, the dangers of vaccines and and how certain viruses are being weaponized. But there are a lot of people. I mean, I talk about this on this program, and and uh, uh, as far as I know, I haven't been targeted. Who knows? Maybe they already have a dossier on me ready to go. But Jenny McCarthy, for crying out loud, uh, you know, has spoken out against vaccines very vocally, and and she has she's had a huge platform. Why you and Len? Well, I want to go back to Jenny McCarthy for a moment and tell you that, yes, they, they did discredit her. They do make her out to, to appear to be a bimbo, and, and they do all of that for a reason, because they want people to look at her and say, well, we don't believe what she says anyway, because she doesn't make any sense. She's a, she's a dumb blonde. I mean, they have really put that out into the media. They've never really uh, put her out there as an intelligent woman that everyone should listen to, and, they, and that's for a reason, of course. It's all designed that way. Um, I could just tell you back in 2007, when uh, Dr. Horowitz wrote his book, uh, The Love the Real Da Vinci Code, and also when he went and he wrote, uh, um, or actually when he was on the uh, CNN under uh, Jeremiah Wright, was where he was interviewed on by the National Press Conference, and they asked him, do you really believe it when you say that AIDS was created against people of color, that disease was created against people of color? And he said, have you not read Dr. Horowitz's book, Emerging Viruses? Well, I can tell you that it appears to me, all in that period between 2007 when the book Love the Real Da Vinci Code came out and when he was on... Uh, CNN under Jeremiah Wright saying, hey, you know, look at this book, meaning giving Dr. Horowitz a louder voice saying, I read the book, and I'm, you know, the, the future president listens to me. I'm his spiritual advisor. Now I'm telling you I read this book. Well, listen to me. And that that made Dr. Horowitz a huge threat. It made his voice a huge threat. And I believe that's the time that they really decided that they were going to do what they can to keep him back. And then they created... Uh, a, a phony Wikipedia page for him, and they he couldn't edit it, he couldn't get in it, he tried to delete it, he tried to edit it, he tried to do many things with it, he couldn't do it, they created it, and basically it was designed that way, so he couldn't get in, but it did mention the book, the Emerging Viruses book, 
and emerging viruses, AIDS and Ebola, nature, accident, or intentional. And they recently deleted that off the internet. Uh, I looked at the, I mean, if you look at, uh, there's a website that we have actually, waronwethepeople.com, or you can go to ebolagate.com, E-B-O-L-A-gate.com. You can see the Wikipedia, I, I actually tracked it, how when they decided to delete it, I went back into the records, how they were deciding since like 2008 that they were going to delete it, and then they had people that said no, people that said yes, and, and they were just, you know, really kind of bashing him, and people were saying no, and uh, they decided then they were going to delete it. And they then at the same time as deleting the Wikipedia page, in that same time period, they deleted both of our YouTube channels. Uh, this is right before the latest Ebola fright came out. I know that uh, I had mentioned to, uh, to Len Horowitz, uh, because on this program we're starting to do Google Hangouts because we're trying to reach uh, a whole new audience. And, of course, you know, young people today, they watch and listen, uh, not to terrestrial radio or, or to television. They, they watch YouTube. And so we're trying to, you know, reach that audience. And, and I mentioned to Len about, can we do a Google Hangout? And he said, I've been banned from YouTube. And I didn't quite understand what that was all about. But uh, you filled in some yeah, dots Yeah, well, Google, I can tell you, is heavily involved with the people that were attacking us. Now, the, the people that were attacking us, they come as white supremacists, believe it or not. They come, they, they attack us because, first of all, we're both born Jewish. Uh, we both uh, we both love Yeshua, and we publicize. Yes, we love Yeshua. We're both Jewish, and they'll send us things. Especially uh, one of the main guys, he'll send us stuff saying, uh, "Well, how can you love Jesus when Jesus had blonde hair and blue eyes, and you don't?" And 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 the guy that's attacking us has a store online, so obviously he doesn't care about his store online to send that to a journalist. Uh, and you know, I keep all the records on this. And, I mean, I've been studying the COINTELPRO and how they've been attacking us for a really long time. And then when they wanted to continue with their defamation, finally we got in touch with uh, Google. We were going to actually, we filed a lawsuit against Google, and we got in touch with two of their attorneys who told us that they would continue to keep the defamation going as long as they could, and we recorded them telling us that. Well, there was recent uh, revelations from Julian Assange, who who had secret meetings with uh, the former chairman of Google, Eric Schmidt. And uh, Assange, of course, of WikiLeaks, was rather uh, taken aback by by Schmidt's revelations and, and, and the, the cozy connection between Google and uh, the NSA. Yeah, I believe that they're one in the same. So does Dr. Horowitz. Okay, we've got to take a time out here, sure. Sherry. We'll, oh, I'm sorry. No, I've got four minutes. I thought I was getting uh, the, the wrap-up sign. Apologies. Okay. So, but, but for you personally, um, I mean, we, we know that, for example, back in, in the 60s, the FBI would send, and this was part of this whole program, they would send Martin Luther King Jr. letters urging him to kill himself. Uh, this is how nasty it can get. I mean, these guys play for keeps. They, it's not just about, you know, uh, creating false uh, Wikipedia entries and, and so forth like that. They can play rough. Do you, do either you or, or Len, fear for your life? We believe strongly. We have a lot of faith in God, and we believe that, yes, when our time is up, we will go. Uh, we don't think that they have any power to be able to harm us. We do believe, yes. 
that it is possible that they are trying to plot, that they do try to plot. They have done everything short of kill us. I mean, they have almost rendered us homeless. They have uh, stolen the title to our home. They have destroyed Dr. Horowitz's family. They have destroyed his corporations and companies. I mean, we we have witnessed everything that they have done, and they also like to create, and they've harmed one of our friends, actually. They, Anybody who tries to support us, I mean, they will try and do things to the people, especially if they know they have a weakness or a heart condition. They'll try and uh, target that person more, and they have harmed one of our friends that way who supported us. They brainwashed another one of our friends uh, who, who just one day, I mean, lost his, his mind, it appeared. And we also, uh, we are friends with a, a woman who we became friends with after we were targeted. It was targeted by the same people, and she defected from the, the CIA. And she was a good friend of, uh, of Ted Gunderson. And she, when I came up with the research, she said, well, I want you to look at my research. Nobody looked at me before. Everyone thought I was crazy. And your research matches mine. Her name's Barbara Hartwell. She's a really, a really good lady, but just has lost her life virtually. I mean, just anything, her, any financial ability to get any kind of jobs, anything, to, to do anything in life. They took pictures of her house. They put it on the Internet of her life and did everything because she wanted to defect from the CIA coming from a family. Do you feel like you're you're in exile in your own country? Yes. As a matter of fact, we do. We definitely feel like that. We've gone to the FBI regarding these matters, and we know now that these people all are working or connected somehow within the FBI, not at the, the, the guy you talk at, with at the desk usually, but because they are, they're working on a need-to-know basis. But there are people within these organizations, the CIA, the FBI, and the NSA, that are all connected somehow to what's happening to us. Now, well, Listen, we i, I got to take another break here, um, uh, Sherry, so just hold on. and sure. I, I just want to leave on this note, and we'll come back and discuss further. But you know, talking about journalists in, in, in the United States, and I know a number of them that are you know, filing reports from Mexico and Costa Rica because they, feel, they felt compelled they had to leave the country. They feared for their life. And, of course, we all know the story of, of Michael Hastings and uh, allegedly working on a – well, not allegedly. He was working on a story on, on the CIA director at the time and killed in a rather um, – well, the circumstances surrounding that fiery crash uh, last year were, were somewhat bizarre. Anyway, uh, you know, as I say, uh, who's ever behind Pro? these programs, and I believe that they still exist, they play rough. We'll come back and uh, continue to discuss Pro and other matters with investigative journalist Sherry Kane right here on The Conspiracy Show. Where there's smoke, there's The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. We're back with Sherry Kane. I mentioned Michael Hastings uh, before the break and, and because I'd asked you directly whether you feel threatened, and you said, no, I don't think they have the power to, to, to do anything to us. But but clearly, and I, I don't want to be alarmist, or uh, but, but clearly they do, Sherry. They do have that power. Yes, they do. And I, and I want to go back to the FBI. We went to the FBI, and we told them, like, this is what's happening to us, and we're being targeted, and we showed them our evidence, and they took our names, and they went in the back. They came back, and they told us, and this is in Hawaii, they told us, do not ever come back to this office. Do not ever try and bring us this again. We never want to see you here again. And I remember looking at Dr. Horowitz, think, and I mean, I already knew 
this was a possibility that more likely than not they were going to reject what we had to say. But when they told us this, I think my heart dropped at that moment, and I said, I can't believe, really, everything I thought and what you thought is true. Who who says this to people? I mean, right. At that moment, you realize you are alone. Yes. We realized then that we were alone. And people love us. They love us all over the world. They love what we're doing. But again, it's always with a little, like, a step between them them and us. We like to watch what you do and we like to hear what you do, but people people get fearful when they know you are targeted and they know we are because we send them the evidence, we show them the evidence straight out. You know, I was on Facebook not too long ago and, and there were a lot of groups being started, Ebola groups and virus groups, and this is another way that they go. And and I go on, to, I join those groups so I can post information that would be helpful about the truth, about the origins of Ebola, and a lot of stuff regarding Dr. Horowitz's research. And I always get opposition. And uh, I'll get people who say, don't post that conspiracy stuff here. And I'll say to them, no, this is actually the truth. I said, you know, you're posting the World Health Organization and you're posting the CDC information all over this, but you're not looking at any other opinion. And they just, uh, then I'll have like the moderator, who's usually the same woman running all the groups, and she'll sort of chew me out there telling me that like I'm, I'm out of my mind for posting propaganda. And well, you know that raises a good, an, an interesting issue or point here, and that is, I, I often wonder if we even, if they rather, even need Quintel Pro now because they've such, they've done such an effective job at recruiting, uh, not only the the, the corporate-owned media, but but many. Uh, many people who, you know, get their information from the the uh, the mainstream media. In other words, they don't need agents working in the field actively discrediting you. They've they've recruited just about everybody out there who buys into this whole concept of uh, what Leo Strauss called the the, the noble lie, uh, the granddaddy of of neoconservatism. Although that idea of the noble lie has been around since Plato's Republic, and that is that that we can we the the state can justify. Uh, using Quantel Pro and other programs to discredit, disrupt, even assassinate um, uh, opponents in order to maintain social harmony and preserve institutions for the greater good. What do you think of that? Well, I believe in the instances that I'm witnessing these trolls who are relentless on the Internet and on the social networking groups, I think that those are definitely paid, whether they're paid by the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, or whether they're paid by multi-corporations, um, they are paid. And there's no one that's going to sit and create these uh, sites, these groups all day long and wait for you to, to, to type something, write something. I mean, there's, there's no, I mean, there may be people out there, but really, to me, it appears that these are all paid propagandists. Now, the, the people that were sent to attack us, the group, it's just one cell. We call it a cell. These, This cell has been pretty much broken up. A lot of their sites are gone now. We did a pretty good job in exposing what they were doing, how they were doing it, who was doing it, and their methods. 
it was very, very difficult for them to do what they did to us. Mm. I guess my, my fear is that they, they, uh, the people behind these COINTEL pros, they're, mm. they, they're, they're winning. They're winning because, uh, even if you, if you take them out of the equation, as I was mentioning earlier, there's, the, the number of people that are, that are, they're just, it's legion that will come after you just because they don't want to hear that they're, you know, that their government or whoever these unelected oligarchs are above them uh, are are capable of such a cynical, sinister campaign. People don't, it's almost a preservation mechanism. They don't want, you know, it's like Howard Beale in Network. Just, we know things are bad. Just leave us alone in our living rooms with our TVs and our steel-belted radials. I don't want to know. Yeah, we witnessed that a lot, and that's why they have the New Age movement. The New Age movement is another movement that's been infiltrated, and we'll have people that are part of that movement that befriend us, and they'll try to neutralize us. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pick up on that when we come yeah. back. Sherry Keen stays with us, investigative journalist and COINTELPRO target, along with Dr. Len Horowitz. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Big Brother is listening, and so are you. To the Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Uh, we're back with uh, Sherry Kane. Uh, Sherry, before the break, you were talking about uh, uh, another group that's been uh, targeted. Well, yes. I mean, all the movements have been targeted, but another one that people don't really think about is the New Age movement. The, the New Age movement is the one that's going to come to you and say, just, you know, let's talk positive and let's just promote peace and love and stop. Don't even worry about all the bad things that come up because they're all taken care of already. Oh, this isn't a, this isn't a, these aren't targets. These are perps. These are part, these are people that are part, yeah. Right. These are people that are part of a new age movement groups and they will come and try to neutralize us. They'll say, basically they love our 528 revolution stuff. Even though, of course, they don't like the peace and love aspect of it, they do come and support that. A lot of them do, but that's the way they'll try to gear us away from talking about anything that has to do with the pharmaceutical stuff. So it's it's interesting, or the child sex trafficking stuff, which, again, is one and the same. It's interesting how that all connects to each other. But they'll come and say, you know, you guys are great. We love you. You inspire us. You've taught us so much. You've opened up our eyes to all the to all these bad people that are out there as COINTELPRO and how they operate, and you've done such a good job at it. You know, I think you should just concentrate on 528 and the frequency of love now. That would be so much better for you. Mm, With friends like that who needs enemies. (laughs) Well, we we love 528 and we love to promote it, but also people need to understand and they need to wake up from the truth. I mean, they are poisoning their children right now. They're poisoning themselves with drugs and vaccinations. And it's like, they need to be aware of what the ingredients are that they're putting into their bodies. They need to understand that and wake up. You know, there's so many conspiracies out there with what they're doing to us. They're, they're real live, real conspiracies. They're not based on conspiracy theory. How do you, how do you differentiate, and this is important, I think, uh, how do you differentiate between a people who just disagree with you uh, because they may, you know, they may look at the scientific litter and say, no, there are vaccines that are that, that are efficacious and they are safe and this study says so and so and this study says so and so and they're willing to dialogue with you but they disagree adamantly uh how do you just you know differentiate between those people and the the, the COINTELPRO pro people who 
essentially want to destroy you? Well, normally when people, they don't have all the information and you tell them, well, look, I have information. I'd like you to read my article or I'd like you to read this book. And then let's talk, have a, a debate after that. You can come, you can ask me questions, you can ask Dr. Horowitz questions. And after you have enough of the same knowledge as we have or a basis of it, we can come and have a, a, a talk and sit down together. But if I tell you that all these things are happening or they're possible, and I tell you, please read this article or watch this video or read this book, and you flat out refuse or tell me I'm not going to read that, co- that, that conspiracy BS, I'm not going to read that, to me, that right there is a red flag. I mean, normally somebody who's an intelligent person will be open unless, of course, either one, you're COINTELPRO, or two, there's also another thing. They're employing a lot of pharmaceutical reps out there. And a lot of them, you may even know, I may even know, they may be people that are our friends. We never, we don't even know they're doing that right now. And it, it seems the way they put a lot of the movies in the last few years out, they made pharmaceutical reps to be sort of a glamorous kind of job. And, and, and also um, with a lot of money you can make in it for little schooling, a little training. It's just you need to have, you know, if you're fairly good-looking and you're fairly young, you can get a job as a pharmaceutical rep and you're a good salesperson by nature. It's easy for some people. And all you need to do is go to the doctor's office and leave the literature or go to the pharmacist and bring the literature and bring the samples mm. and leave your card. And... To, to some people, that's like, wow, that seems so simple. I should just do that, right? And uh, that right there is where you have all their little, you know, I had a friend that I actually went to school with. I, he's kind of like one of their little minions, I would say, because he goes and he he speaks up on behalf of them, and he doesn't want to hear that, yes, you know, Merck was, Merck was involved with the Nazis, and he doesn't want to know anything about right. the background of the pharmaceutical companies. Well, you're right. You know, that's what I call the fur-lined trap, and that's how they recruit. Maybe I'm even guilty of that to some extent, because, uh, you know, how, how do they get you? They, they, you, get, you get a nice job, a cushy job. Uh, you've got now all of a sudden you've got your kids in a, in a private school. Maybe you've got a second car. Uh, you've got you to pay for these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you know where the line is drawn. You know which side of the bread is buttered. You don't, you're not going to, uh, unless you, you're, you know, you're an incredibly courageous uh, person, why are you going to risk that? Why would you risk, you know, in your own mind, why would I risk my children's future? You know, why am I going to risk uh, losing the ability to pay for a mortgage and keep a roof over my kid's head. That's how they get us. Yes. The fur line trap. Yes. Yes, you're absolutely right. And I mean, and, you know, money, money and uh, health care, whether you know, a lot of times that they offer, of course, free, free health care with these packages that they give people, which is also very, looks really great for a family. And they they do this in other ways too. I mean, here in Hawaii, it's crazy how they enslave people. And to me, it's all it's all slavery because you become enslaved to to something that maybe you don't even believe in because of the money and because of the lifestyle. 
And, for instance, I'm going to tell you, in Hawaii, you go to the stores here in Hawaii, and, and they have, like, for instance, they'll have a, a dozen eggs, and the eggs will cost, like, $8 or $12 for a dozen eggs. And you look around, and you say, okay, there's a lot of poverty in this area. Why are the prices of the food so high? So then I went, and I spoke with the cashiers, and I said, tell me why the prices are so high. And she said, well, because we have EBT here. And EBT, which is sort of like the welfare system, it allows allows people to come, even if you come from a wealthy family, there was this young kid, this you know, ne'er-to-well kid who didn't do anything at home. Your parents told you, get off the couch and get yourself a job. You're like, oh, I'm moving to Hawaii. You move to Hawaii, you know, you start whatever. You're, you're doing your smoke, you're doing your whatever, and next thing you know, well, you know what, I can collect DBT and I don't even have to, you know, have a job and I can live like this and that. And that's what they do. They get them enslaved. They get health care. They get free money, and the stores then, they need to collect the money back. See, if you go and you buy something with your EBT from the store, the EBT, the government doesn't reimburse the merchant back all the money, so they have to up the price. So right, normally right. if eggs would be $6 instead of charging, and even charging $6 for those who pay cash and credit, and 8 or 8 to $12 for those who pay with EBT, it doesn't work like that. Everybody has to just pay the one price. Well, so, yes. In other words, we're, to, a, to a certain extent, we are all complicit in this. Yes. Uh, so in the time remaining, tell us what is it people need to know about who Dr. Leonard Horowitz is. I've known Len for 20 years, and, and uh, you know we, we talked at length on mainstream media outlets in this country, 50,000-watt you know, blowtorch radio stations up here in Canada. We talked about uh, whether or not AIDS and Ebola were created in a lab on a mainstream corporate-owned radio station. Uh, but, but, you know, what, what do people know, need to know now about Dr. Len Horowitz? I can just tell you that I know him personally very well, and Dr. Horowitz is a hero. He is a really, really good soul. He, when I met him, not so much anymore. He is very trusting. Uh, hard for hard for him to believe that anybody could come and intentionally want to harm another person. Always looking for the good in people, no matter what. And his heart is really for we the people. He has given his life up. He has given his life up for helping people and and doing everything possible to educate them, knowing that there's always the threat. <clears throat> dealing with these threats over, especially over the past years with the COINTELPRO. He has overcome it all and has such a strong faith in God to know that he's on a path, that he's that he was meant to do the work he's doing, that he is definitely working for the Creator, and that everything that he does, it's all done with the intention of helping to better the planet, to make the planet a better place, to educate people and enlighten them to the truth about things that could potentially harm them and about the way to, un- to open up their eyes to what's happening with the government, not just our governments, but all governments. And once again, and help she- oh. them and, help- and assist them. He saved so many lives of babies and parents who, uh, who are going to get their children vaccinated, and he's just empowered them to live healthy lives and educate them on how to stay healthy. I mean, he's just one of the most amazing people. If anybody ever has the pleasure to meet him, 
it's uh it's one of those true heroes in life and he's also on top of it he he is a genius i can tell you that anything he puts his mind to he he will become the best at in that field and again state for the record uh his association with the knights of malta Dr. Horowitz was never part of the Mites of Malta, and uh, he's never been part of that organization. He's never been affiliated with that organization, and he's he belongs to groups that are just for helping people, humanitarians and other people that are helping people in the natural health field, heroes like that. And so I can just tell you that, no, Dr. Horowitz, it was all – and, you know, they did come out and say and admit that what they wrote about him – was a lie, or no, that it was not true, that he, he was never a Knight of Malta because we, we debunked it. Dr. Horowitz wrote articles on that, basically, and I, I can send you the link, which you can post to on your, along with this, if you'd like. Um, I, I, I could tell that, uh, that Len was, uh, that, he, that he is under some considerable stress when we had talked last week on the program, and, and uh, we had a bit of a mix-up on, on, on the time he was to go on air, and I think he because he got mixed up on the time to go on air, he started to suspect maybe he was being victimized again and that maybe we had turned on him. Uh, I mean, do you have trouble telling, you know, who's wearing the, the black hats and who's wearing the white hats and who your friends are anymore? Well, I think, you know, now that he's gotten, uh, he's met up with you again, I mean, he has no doubt that you're a good guy. And he says nothing but great things about you. And, and because I asked him, you know, before I took this interview, what he thought, and he says, oh, you're going to love Richard, and he's an amazing interviewer, and, and that's what he said about you. So I was really, I felt very comfortable taking an interview with you. If if he didn't feel that way, um, as one of his, his best friends, he would have told me otherwise. So I can tell you that, no, he doesn't think anything like that about you. Um, and there are people, yes, that have in the past, pretended to uh, support us in some way, and they did turn out to be working on the other side. I know that when Len went to Ted Gunderson and questioned him about his affiliations with the people that were, he was being attacked by, Ted Gunderson wouldn't take the call and then told third parties that, that Dr. Horowitz was working on the other side. All right. So, I've got to wrap this up, uh, Sherry, uh, but uh, um, my best regards to Dr. Horowitz. Thank you for coming on. And uh, so many uh, websites here, uh, healthyworldaffiliates.com, uh, 528records.com. We'll link up to those on my website here at richardserrett.com. But, but thanks awesome. again. And I want to thank you so much, Richard. And I'd like to come on with Dr. Horowitz and do a show together with him on this. We will, that, for sure. Yeah, that would be wonderful together. I think that we could definitely talk for some things that we maybe have missed on this program. But I can tell you that um, we appreciate what you're doing and thank you so much for the work you're doing likewise thank you sherry thank you all right my thanks to tim spreen albert vinzel back next week with a brand new program move over aphrodite i'm coming home good night